0: Good evening everybody, how are you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B at Broad Minds and More Podcast, and let's get the episode started. Tonight is all about being a gentleman, and I'm going to break a little bit about that, break it down. I'm not an expert, but I am one who practices the art of being a gentleman. I started this book about how to be a gentleman Uh, by John Bridges, uh, probably about four months ago, five months ago, and it was just to kind of like further along some of the things that I had already been thinking, and maybe to sharpen my own game up, maybe sharpen my own person up. To be a gentleman, to me, was like a pinnacle thing that I just felt like this is like, you know, this is the, the throne of respect, the one that's not swayed so easy, the one that just people can make a benchmark or a a beginning point of what a man should be and uh, this journey has been interesting to say the least so tonight I'm gonna break down a little bit about what a gentleman is some of the characteristics that a gentleman operates by and a little bit of the reading out of the book so first let's just break it down what a gentleman is a gentleman is caring, kind, considerate, level-minded and level-emotioned, level-headed, strong. Um, he's not the pimp. He's not the Don Juan's. He's not the ultimate romantic. Very stoic at times. Um, sometimes impulsive, but... To say the least, it, it's not like one of those things where they, a gentleman gets caught up in minor shit, so to speak. You know, he uh, he looks for the best that he can be. He provides the best when he serves. A gentleman makes time for things that matter. Takes everyone in consideration validation. He improves the situation and understands and is aware of his surroundings and the things that go on within those surroundings. And the word gentleman has been washed so much. It's freaking hilarious to me. What most people think of a gentleman is When I was a little boy, my mom was very impressionable about becoming a gentleman. He's not rude and does not speak out of turn, is what she used to say. He's a snappy dresser, looks refined. But it's more than that. Now let's go over some of the things that a gentleman's not. gentleman is a learner, a student of life, a professor of knowledge, of life knowledge, but never lets ego rule over his mindset. Pride is part of the position in life for a gentleman, but doesn't let it muddy or interfere with what needs to be done and what can be done. Like I said, a gentleman's not a pimp. He's not someone who just looks so fly and they can smooth talk a snake out of its own skin. He's not the Don Juan, you know, sure it can be romantic, but he's a well-rounded person, you know, and there's just certain things that a gentleman does that most men don't he's aware and he's awake I guess that would be the most important thing to know about a gentleman now I got a call in today or tonight and I got my station favorited because one of my episodes I talked about how to be a gentleman so we're going to further that along so let's go on to the next part some of the readings to give you a breakdown of what a gentleman is So, we're gonna take one of the, I would have to say, important aspects of a gentleman. A gentleman and his cologne. A gentleman considers cologne to be intimate apparel. He knows that it should not cause a comment, positive or negative, among other people in the room. Instead, it should be saved as a pleasant surprise for people whom he makes close physical contact A gentleman does not use his cologne as a substitute for deodorant. A dab on either side of his neck is quite enough. When used in excess, cologne is annoying and it raises question about what smells are being covered up. Anytime a person can identify the brand of a scent that a man is wearing, he is wearing too much. In fact, if a gentleman realizes he himself can still smell his own cologne 15 minutes after his, he puts it on. He makes quite a trip to the men's room and gives himself a quick scrub with a soap and damp washcloth. Now let's talk about that a little bit. I don't know how many times I've gone out and I've done it myself where you wear cologne and it just gets—it's like you, your nostrils or whatever, your your smell gets used to it, right? And you—and it's kind of like a like a, I guess when I was single, a, a method to to attract women, to get them close, kind of like come here, smell. If you can smell me, you might get to know me, and if you get to know me, you might like me. That was the old. Way of thinking. I used to pride myself on colognes. I would never tell people what I wear. I would never buy the same cologne twice. And I was always willing to take the risk of wearing colognes that maybe most people would pass up. So I do agree with him to a great extent. You know, but I see some dudes. I watched a young guy in the gym one time. He sprayed his cologne. He had one of those spray bottles. He had what was it? Uh, I think it was Chanel Blue. He sprayed it up and like turned himself around in it so it could evenly or get around the mist could cover him, but he didn't realize how bad when he sprayed it so much it stunk. And then there's the dudes that they wear so much fucking cologne to cover up the smell underneath Like, kind of like what John was saying maybe by their culture I mean I've seen Indian and Arabic guys no, no, no offense but sometimes when you eat certain foods it comes out of your pores and pretty strong and curries and garlics and onion can definitely come out of the glands and throw people off but that can happen to anyone, but I just noticed Arabic, a lot of Arabic dudes and, and some Indian guys, they'd wear too much, you know, and they'd wear expensive shit It's way too much. But getting back to the point of it all, you know, being a gentleman is like so many different things and rules And what you got to all understand is, is that with all those things and rules that make up a gentleman's standards, took a lot of time to practice. And you better be motivated to be a gentleman as a standard, not for what it's going to get you. I've seen too many dudes try to act the the role. I've seen guys with money take aspects of being a gentleman as a sense of power. And it's not that at all. It's really not that at all. But when a true gentleman is present there are things that you do notice. when a gentleman walks in a room, there are a lot of eyes on him. He stands upright with good posture, confidence, a look in the eye for as a mission that is going on. a firm handshake that's number one that's one of the number one things I'll tell you as a guy. If you want to be a good man, a a gentleman, so to speak, when you shake hands, shake with a firm grip, not choking, not trying to kill the other person's hand or trying to show off your muscle, it's validation, the life force of experience. When you shake another's hand, it is recognizing the person in front of you. When you talk, as a gentleman, another thing is When you talk, you and you're talking directly to another person, look them in the eye. Look at them not as below or above, but recognize the experience and what the message you're trying to convey. Very important. Um, As far as the look of a gentleman, a gentleman doesn't always wear tennis shoes everywhere. No, he doesn't. He wears them at the adequate time. And I know in this day and age, it feels like, especially here in the United States, that wearing tennis shoes as a guy is like almost an everyday piece. There's dress shoes and there's casual dress. And then there's, I forget what else, but taking the time to groom yourself, to look good, you know, to look approachable, is a very pinnacle piece of being a gentleman shine your shoes I learned to shine my shoes back when I was in the Navy to have like a mirror shine and I feel like that's kind of like a lost art iron your pants, iron your shirt tuck in your shirt you know, at least most of them There's no reason to have your undershirt showing out, your dress shirt. Know the right kind of belt or suspenders, knowing when to use those. Those are keys of of what a gentleman knows and does. You know, um, he grooms his, uh, what do you call it? grooms his, his clothing. You know. But here's another thing. Things that you should know to notice about a gentleman. A gentleman does not adjust his crotch in public. Sorry, no matter how much it itches, there's no reason why you to make a show out of your issue. And I really... Like this next section. It's uh, chapter two a Gentleman Gets Dressed. No matter what his age, a gentleman does not let his pants slip below his waist unless he is being photographed for an advertisement. He does not expose his underwear in public. Man, there are so many dudes on the street still sagging, and I cannot for the life of me fucking understand why. Pull up your pants. It's not cool. I don't know how many times I was tempted. I wanted just you see a dude sagging just to pull his fucking pants down and let him be embarrassed. I know, I think it's in Texas, I believe, that they have, in certain communities, if you were sagging, you can get a ticket for it. I think that's right. You know? And here's another one. In warm weather, a gentleman always wears an undershirt. That I agree with. There's different kind of undershirts. There's tank tops or wife beaters, so to speak. Then there's V-neck T-shirts. Then there's crew neck T-shirts. You know, um, with the chemicals that are in deodorants these days. Wearing an undershirt really helps out because I think that all these chemicals and metals that are in deodorants are causing people problems. And wearing an undershirt stops the sweat for the most part. Going through a good shirt, so yeah. Here's another one. Unless he's a Texas Ranger or a cattle rancher, a gentleman does not wear cowboy boots with a suit i'm gonna have to agree with that i think if you are wearing a suit you know wearing those floor shine shoes or so on yeah here's here's some more a gentleman's pants cuffs fall in the gentle fall in a gentle break over his shoes when he stands his socks do not show When a gentleman wears a double-breasted suit or a double-breasted sports coat, he never leaves his jacket unbuttoned. A gentleman clips his nose hairs and unsightly hair in his ears. As he grows older, he may also find it necessary to trim his eyebrows. Yes, it is very important. Guys, if you're getting your hair cut, get your eyebrows trimmed too very important and yeah I know about the ear and nose hair yeah I do it every week to keep things in line I would highly suggest that as he grows older a gentleman invests in a battery operated hair trimmer so that he does not have to subject himself to the pain of plucking his nose hairs much less his ear hairs by means of a pair of tweezers yeah that'd be pretty cool gentleman does not carry unnecessary paraphernalia in his pockets a bulky key ring or Swiss Army knife destroys the line even the most expensive pair of slacks <clears throat> here's a good one this is pretty long when it when to wear brown shoes a gentleman knows that even today black shoes are considered more formal, businesslike, and serious than brown, than brown shoes. In fact, in certain business, the legal profession, for instance, or upper echelons of banking, black shoes remain only truly acceptable footwear. On the other hand, if a gentleman's in a situation where a brown or green suit or a sports coat would be acceptable, in an office with more relaxed dress code or a dressy sports event, for example, his brown shoes will serve him well. In the heat of the summer, he may resort to a pair of white bucks or even if he wishes to come off particularly uh, p- particularly dapper. A pair of the two-toned Oxfords, known as the spectators, but only a gentleman with the greatest self-assurance attempts such feats, than only the most sporty of occasions. If a gentleman has any doubts at all for his choice of shoes, he does not allow himself to be swayed by any <coughs> overly insistent salesperson. He, his, he heeds his own instincts. If dark shoes are the sh- are the shoes in which he feels comfortable, Dark shoes are the only shoes he wears. No matter what the fashion trends of the moment may be, a gentleman never wears brown shoes to the funeral or to a wedding. If he's fortunate enough to have a long life, he will live through many weekends, and his brown loafers will get plenty of wear on any number of other occasions. So I'm going to cut off with that. And we're going to continue another day because it is pretty late for me. But I wanted to give a shout out to my list, new listener. I think his name's Noel, Noel from Iceland. And uh, thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, you all have a great night. Thanks for listening Goodbye to Good Vibes with Jason B. Broadline Some More Podcasts. Good evening everybody, how are you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B at Broad Minds and More Podcast, and let's get the episode started. Tonight is all about being a gentleman, and I'm going to break a little bit about that, break it down. I'm not an expert, but I am one who practices the art of being a gentleman. I started this book about how to be a gentleman uh, by John Bridges uh, probably about four months ago five months ago and it was just to kind of like further along some of the things that I had already been thinking and maybe to sharpen my own game up may maybe sharpen my own person up to be a gentleman to me was like a pinnacle thing that I just felt like this is like you know this is the the throne of respect the one that's not swayed so easy the one that just People can make a benchmark or a a beginning point of what a man should be, and uh, this journey has been interesting to say the least. So tonight I'm going to break down a little bit about what a gentleman is, some of the characteristics that a gentleman operates by, and a little bit of the reading out of the book. So first let's just break it down what a gentleman is. A gentleman is caring, kind, considerate, level-minded and level-emotioned, level-headed, strong. Um, he's not the pimp. He's not the Don Juan's. He's not the ultimate romantic. Very stoic at times. Um, sometimes impulsive, but... To say the least, it, it's not like one of those things where they, a gentleman gets caught up in minor shit, so to speak. You know, he uh, he looks for the best that he can be. He provides the best when he serves. A gentleman makes time for things that matter, takes everyone in consideration validation. He improves the situation and understands and is aware of his surroundings and the things that go on within those surroundings. And the word gentleman has been washed so much. It's freaking hilarious to me. What most people think of a gentleman is when I was a little boy, my mom was very impressionable about becoming a gentleman. He's not rude and does not speak out of turn, That's what she used to say. He's a snappy dresser, looks refined. But it's more than that. Now let's go over some of the things that a gentleman's not... gentleman is a learner, a student of life, a professor of knowledge, of life knowledge, but never lets ego rule over his mindset. Pride is part of the position in life for a gentleman, but doesn't let it muddy or interfere with what needs to be done and what can be done. Like I said, a gentleman's not a pimp. He's not someone who just looks so fly and they could smooth talk a snake out of its own skin. He's not the Don Juan, you know. Sure, it can be romantic, but he's a well-rounded person, you know. And there's just certain things that a gentleman does that most men don't he's aware and he's awake I guess that would be the most important thing to know about a gentleman now I got a call in today or tonight and I got my station favorited because one of my episodes I talked about how to be a gentleman so we're going to further that along so let's go on to the next part some of the readings to give you a breakdown of what a gentleman is So we're gonna take one of the, I would have to say, important aspects of a gentleman. A gentleman and his cologne. A gentleman considers cologne to be intimate apparel. He knows that it should not cause a comment, positive or negative, among other people in the room. Instead, it should be saved as a pleasant surprise for people whom he makes close physical contact A gentleman does not use his cologne as a substitute for deodorant. A dab on either side of his neck is quite enough. When used in excess, cologne is annoying and it raises question about what smells are being covered up. Anytime a person can identify the brand of a scent that a man is wearing, he is wearing too much. In fact, if a gentleman realizes He himself can still smell his own cologne 15 minutes after he puts it on. He makes quite a trip to the men's room and gives himself a quick scrub with a soap and damp washcloth. Now let's talk about that a little bit. I don't know how many times I've gone out, and I've done it myself, where you wear cologne... And it just gets—it's like you, your nostrils or whatever, your your smell gets used to it, right? And you—and it's kind of like a like a—I guess when I was single, a, a method to to attract women to get them close, kind of like come here, smell. If you can smell me, you might get to know me, and if you get to know me, you might like me. That was the old way of thinking. I used to pride myself on colognes. I would never tell people what I wear. I would never buy the same cologne twice. And I was always willing to take the risk of wearing colognes that maybe most people would pass up. So, I do agree with him to a great extent. You know, but I see some dudes... I watched a young guy in the gym one time. He sprayed his cologne. He had one of the spray bottles. And he had what was it? Uh, I think it was Chanel Blue. He sprayed it up and like turned himself around in it so it could evenly or get around. The mist could cover him, but he didn't realize how bad when he sprayed it so much. It stunk. And then there's the dudes that they wear so much fucking cologne to cover up the smell underneath like kind of like what John was saying maybe by their culture I mean I've seen Indian and Arabic guys no, no, no offense but sometimes when you eat certain foods it comes out of your pores and pretty strong and curries and garlics and onion can definitely come out of the glands and throw people off but that can happen to anyone. But I just noticed Arabic, a lot of Arabic dudes, and some Indian guys, they'd wear too much, you know? And they'd wear expensive shit. It's way too much. But getting back to the point of it all, you know, being a gentleman is like so many different things and rules. And what you got to all understand is, is that with all those things and rules that make up a gentleman's standards, it took a lot of time to practice. And you better be motivated to be a gentleman as a standard, not for what it's going to get you. I've seen too many dudes try to act the the role. I've seen guys with money take aspects of being a gentleman as a sense of power. And it's not that at all. It's really not that at all. But when a true gentleman is present there are things that you do notice when a gentleman walks in a room. There are a lot of eyes on. Him. He stands upright with good posture, confidence, a look in the eye for as a mission that is going on, a firm handshake. That's number one. That's one of the number one things I'll tell you as a guy. If you want to be a good man, a a gentleman, so to speak, when you shake hands, shake with a firm grip, not choking, not trying to kill the other person's hand or trying to show off your muscle, it's validation, the life force of experience. When you shake another's hand, it is recognizing the person in front of you. When you talk, as a gentleman, another thing is When you talk, you and you're talking directly to another person, look them in the eye. Look at them not as below or above, but recognize the experience and what the message you're trying to convey. Very important. Um, As far as the look of a gentleman, a gentleman doesn't always wear tennis shoes everywhere. Nope, he doesn't. He wears them at the adequate time. And I know in this day and age, it feels like, especially here in the United States, that wearing tennis shoes as a guy is like almost an everyday piece. There's dress shoes and there's casual dress and then there's, I forget what else, but taking the time to groom yourself to look good, you know, to look approachable, Is a very pinnacle piece of being a gentleman. Shine your shoes. I learned to shine my shoes back when I was in the Navy. To have like a mirror shine. And I feel like that's kind of like a lost art. Iron your pants, iron your shirt. Tuck in your shirt you know at least most of them there's no reason to have your undershirt showing out your dress shirt know the right kind of belt or suspenders knowing when to use those those are keys of of what a gentleman knows and does you know um he grooms his uh call it? Grooms his his clothing. You know, but here's another thing. Things that you should notice about a gentleman. A gentleman does not adjust his crotch in public. Sorry, no matter how much it itches, there's no reason why you to make a show out of your issue. And I really like this next section it's uh, chapter two a gentleman gets dressed no matter what his age a gentleman does not let his pants slip below his waist unless he is being photographed for an advertisement he does not expose his underwear in public man there are so many dudes on the street still sagging and i cannot for the life of me fucking understand why pull up your pants it's not cool I don't know how many times I was tempted I wanted just to see a dude sagging just to pull his fucking pants down and let him be embarrassed I know I think it's in Texas I believe that they have in certain communities if you're sagging you can get a ticket for it I think that's right you know And here's another one. In warm weather, a gentleman always wears an undershirt. That I agree with. There's different kind of undershirts. There's tank tops or wife beaters, so to speak. Then there's V-neck T-shirts. Then there's crew neck T-shirts. You know, um, with the chemicals that are in deodorants these days. Wearing an undershirt really helps out because I think that all these chemicals and metals that are in deodorants are causing people problems. And wearing an undershirt stops the sweat for the most part, going through a good shirt. So yeah, here's another one. Unless he's a Texas Ranger or a cattle rancher, a gentleman does not wear cowboy boots with a suit. I'm going to have to agree with that. I think if you are wearing a suit, you know, wearing those floor shine shoes or so on. Yeah, here's, a, here's some more. A gentleman's pants cuffs fall in the gentle, fall in a gentle break over his shoes. When he stands, his socks do not show. When a gentleman wears a double-breasted suit or a double-breasted sports coat, he never leaves his jacket unbuttoned. A gentleman clips his nose hairs and unsightly hair in his ears. As he grows older, he may also find it necessary to trim his eyebrows. Yes, it is very important. Guys, if you're getting your hair cut, get your eyebrows trimmed too. Very important. And yeah, I know about the ear and nose hair. Yeah, I do it every week to keep things in line. I would highly suggest that. As he grows older, a gentleman invests in a battery-operated hair trimmer so that he does not have to subject himself to the pain of plucking his nose hairs, much less his ear hairs by means of a pair of tweezers yeah that'd be pretty cool gentleman does not carry unnecessary paraphernalia in his pockets a bulky key ring or swiss army knife destroys the line even the most expensive pair of slacks here's a good one and this is pretty long when it when to wear brown shoes a gentleman knows that even today black shoes are considered more formal businesslike and serious than brown than brown shoes in fact in certain business the legal profession for instance or upper echelons of banking black shoes remain only truly acceptable footwear on the other hand if a gentleman is in a situation where a brown or green suit or a sports coat would be acceptable in an office with more relaxed dress code or a dressy sports event, for example, his brown shoes will serve him well. In the heat of the summer, he may resort to a pair of white bucks or even if he wishes to come off particularly uh, p- particularly dapper. A pair of the two-toned Oxfords, known as the Spectators, but only a gentleman with the greatest self-assurance attempts such feats than only the most sporty of occasions. If a gentleman has any doubts at all for his choice of shoes, he does not allow himself to be swayed by any <coughs> overly insistent salesperson. He, his, he heeds his own instincts. If dark shoes are the, sh- are the shoes in which he feels comfortable, dark shoes are the only shoes he wears no matter what the fashion trends of the moment may be a gentleman never wears brown shoes to the funeral or to a wedding if he's fortunate enough to have a long life he will live through many weekends and his brown loafers will get plenty of wear on any number of other occasions so i'm going to cut off with that and we're going to continue another day because it is pretty late for me. But I wanted to give a shout out to my list, new listener. I think his name's Noel, Noel from Iceland. And uh, thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, you all have a great night. Thanks for listening. Good advice to Jason B. I'll and some more podcasts.